What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the JJ Sports Talk Show. And as always, I'm your host, um, Jordan Alawi, and my co-host, Justin Mason. How you doing, boss? How you doing, boss? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. Just another day, another dollar, right? Hey, there you go. Uh, yeah, man. So we have a a um, packed schedule, man. A packed podcast today, man. Um, Way too early NFL preview. Oh, for sure, for sure, man. <laughs> so you want to add to add it to the screen, um, the schedule. All right. So this, um, why they're covering your face? Weird. That's all right. So this is um, this is last year's standings. Okay. So, Do you like you can, can you like expand that a little bit or? Mm, Oh, nope. Oh, that brought it down. So this was okay. I saw seven and nine, six and ten. Okay. All right. So, um, looking at the NFC East, I think that. Hmm. It's going to be a tie between the Cowboys and the the Cowboys because Dak Prescott is back. And I feel like Washington. Or no, no. Cowboys and Eagles. Because Eagles got Jalen Hurts. They got a, you know, better receiving core with um our, our uh, Alabama native um, – Oh, what's his name? Um, oh, Jaylen my gosh, Hurts. huh? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, but the um the rookie wide receiver. Oh, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. There you go. There you go. So I think it's gonna be tied with the Cowboys and Eagles. Now, what do you think, man? What do you think? So I think that I don't think it's gonna be like it was last year. It's not gonna be. The winner goes seven and nine. You know, um, I think it's going to be between the Cowboys and the Giants, and it's all going to depend on does Dak stay healthy, does Ezekiel stay healthy. If those two things happen, then I see the Cowboys win the division. If those two things don't happen, I see the Giants winning the division. But either way, I see one of those two teams winning the division and the other team getting one of the wild card spots. How many wild card spots are there this year? From what I understand, there's three again. Three again, okay. And the first number one seed is the only one who gets a bye. Got you, got you, okay. I mean, it seems like every year with the Cowboys, it's always – um, their old line situation, man. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, um, that went down with that gruesome um, ACL. Uh, it was an ACL injury, right? Yeah. ACL. Well, I think it was an ankle, actually. Or ankle, yeah. That ankle was like. Yeah. Um, so if he uh, now he has a shoulder injury, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of tweaked his shoulder. Tweaked his shoulder a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like 
if Washington can get it together this year, like with their O line, um, I feel like they can they can get there. But the Eagles, you know, with that division, it's like iffy. It's like really iffy because like you know you got Giants. I mean, they got Daniel Jones, but I mean they got some new pieces like Galladay. Um, they got Barkley back. Um, so I mean they they can surprise us too, man. Like, that's that's the thing for me is Barkley being back. I mean, you look back at two years ago when Barkley was healthy. I mean, the Giants were a force to be reckoned with in the East. Right, right. So, I mean, you look oh, at – there you go. There we go. So, you look at that team and you go, if they've got Barkley healthy, if they've got um, – if they've got uh, Jones healthy, they're a force to be reckoned with. I, de- I definitely agree. I definitely agree, man. Um, so this is the NFC West, right? The NFC West? Yeah, NFC West. You got the Seahawks, who won the division last year. The Rams, who were one of the wild cards. Cardinals and 49ers. That's how it shaped up last year. I mean, that – 6 and 10, 49ers, Cardinals. What, were they 8-8, eight eight, I see, the Cardinals? Yeah, the Cardinals were 8-8. Okay, and eight. 500, mm-hmm. and then um, Rams, 2-6. <laughs> this episode is crazy, man, because <laughs> this division is, 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 is crazy again this year, man, because Seahawks – I mean, I feel like the Seahawks are going to – it's either going to – I don't know, man, because you get the, the rookie quarterback in San Francisco. like. But then again, a rookie can't really, you know, decide with a rookie because he, you know, still young. So – I I like the Seahawks uh, taking the division, but Rams are going to be on their ass and or, or like on on their heels. Um, the Cardinals they're eight and eight last year. I don't know, man. Like I feel like the Seahawks are going to get it because they got um, uh, Carson at the running back position. They got DK Metcalf. Um, I feel like they can get it this year, the Seahawks. Um, but obviously, the teams are going to be on their heels, man. Like the Rams. Uh, who do you like, man? Who do you like? So I look at Matthew Stafford coming to the Rams. Matthew Stafford was a, I feel like, a piece away in Detroit a lot of the times to be to taking that next step. And I think him being under Sean McVay, I think him having the weapons that he's going to have around him in L.A., I think that L.A. is going to take this division. And I think the Seahawks are going to take a wild card spot. Now, with the 49ers, I see the 49ers and the Cardinals swapping. I see the Cardinals taking a step back. And I see the 49ers being close to catching the Seahawks, but just barely. I see three double-digit win teams in this division, though. I do. I, I do see that because no man, because it's hard to say with this with these new rosters, man. It's hard to. Um, but I feel like the Seahawks ended. I feel like they got it. Uh, I trust. I trust Russell. Russell Wilson. Um, 
And we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. It's going to be a tight race. But um, for, for me, Russell Wilson is the reason that I don't see them winning this division. I mean, oh, really? I, I feel like he's taken a step back the last couple of years. And, I mean, yes, he has DK Metcalf as a receiver, but I feel like Russell has tried to scramble more as he has progressed as a quarterback. Mm. So I, I see them taking a step back, and I see, like I said, I see the uh, Rams win the division. That's very that, that that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, so with the uh, with the NFC North, mm-hmm. I I feel like the Packers are gonna get it uh, because. It's going to be Packers or Vikings because I look at it. Packers ran away with it 13 and 3. The Bears were 8 and 8, 500. Vikings were 7 and 9. Lions with a new coaching staff, coaching a head coach, which he's crazy <laughs> um, with his press conferences. <laughs> but um, I do feel like I feel like the Packers are going to get this division, man. Looking at it, Lions were five and eleven. Vikings were seven and nine. Yeah, Packers in my decision, they're gonna win that division. They're gonna run away with it. That's no question about it. You know, I I agree. I think that Aaron Rodgers has something to prove. I think that he is Super Bowl or bust this year. I think if if Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl, and I said this on our last show, I think if he wins the Super Bowl, he's retiring, a la Peyton Manning. And I think if he loses, he's going to a different team. Um, I think the Bears are going to be a are going to be a double digit win team this year, and I think I think the standings are going to stay like they are. I think the Packers are going to win the division. The Bears are going to take that wild card slot. Um, and I think that's going to be the last wild card slot. And I think the Vikings are going to stay, you know, kind of the seven and nine range. And I think the Lions are going to take an even further step back from five and 11 to, you know, probably three wins just because I think Jared Goff is not. I don't think he's ready. I, I just think it it didn't work in LA, and I don't think it's going to work in Detroit. He has he has way less weapons around him in Detroit than he had in LA, and if he couldn't make it work in LA, he can't make it work in Detroit. Yeah, I was going to say like I mean I don't know anybody on that team other than him <laughs> on that roster, man. Like, um, yeah, but. I do agree. I think I'm going to say the same um, with the with the um, with the um, with the records. Um, but I see the only teams I see in this division is the Packers and the Vikings because they got a good running back in the Vikings with Dalvin Cook. He's he's going to cook up this year. Um, got uh, Thielen. Uh, we got. Um, uh, I really don't. Know, I really don't know another other receivers other than Thielen, but because Diggs is in uh, Buffalo now, mm-hmm. um, but their quarterback is um, it's Cousins still, right? Yeah, still Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. So I mean, he's kind of. I mean, that kind of kind of makes me want to say Packers over Vikings. 
I, I mean, um, I think I think Kirk Cousins is the is the difference in nine and eight and eight and nine. I think he can lead the Vikings to nine and eight and be over five hundred instead of being under five hundred. But you know, we saw what he was in Washington. He liked just this much to being that quarterback, and he's always been that. I mean, how many years has he been in in Minnesota? He's been in Minnesota two or three years, and they've always continued just just to regress, not progress. So, I mean, I I just feel like the Vikings aren't there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like the Packers are going to uh, take away that uh, run with that division for sure. Um, I think the Packers are going to run away with the conference. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be up there too. Yeah, I do agree with that too. Um, so the NFC South, they got the Saints, Buccaneers, Panthers, and Falcons. Damn it! <laughs> I think it's I think it's the Buccaneers. I think uh, to yeah. lose. Oh, Buccaneers to where? I think it's the Buccaneers to lose. I mean, they're either they're either going to be way up there and they're going to run away with it. Or they're going to be way – I mean, I don't see the Saints being what they were last year. Uh, looking at this standings from last year, the Saints won the division over the Buccaneers by a game. The Buccaneers got in as a wild card. Um, I don't see the Saints being what they were last year because you don't have Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see the Panthers taking a step forward because you've got Sam Darnold in his first year – and I don't see the Falcons. I don't see the Falcons being over three or four wins because you lost Julio Jones. You have an aging Matt Ryan. I mean, I, I see the Buccaneers being the only double-digit win team, and I see them winning it, kind of like the kind of like the Packers won the North last year. I see them winning it by five or six games. Yeah, that's a good that's a good take. Um, but I mean, I feel like looking at the standings from last year. Saints were one game up from the Buccaneers. I think I think it's gonna be the same same kind of situation, uh, same standing situation. It's gonna it's gonna be either gonna be Buccaneers on top or Saints right behind them. Um, so you have that much faith in Jameis Winston? I do, I do. Okay. Uh, but my only issue is Michael Thomas because he's hurt and right. That was um, another that was another one of my points. Michael Thomas is the only weapon they have. Yeah, um, Buccaneers I mean, got everyone back, right? You've got Alvin Kamara, but he's coming out of the backfield, right? So I mean, you you can't line him up at wide receiver because who's gonna who's gonna sit at running back? You don't have anybody behind Alvin Kamara, right? And I think Buccaneers had all their players back from last year, so yeah, all yeah, all of them, all of them, which is a good because I think they, they all took pay cuts. Yeah. Okay, AFC East. All right, we got the Bills, um, Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets. Well, Jets, surprising on what they do this year, uh, they might be they might have the power to get over the Patriots because they got the new rookie quarterback. Um, I kind of have faith because he has a good arm, good mobile quarterback um, from BYU. Uh, but I see the Bills winning the division. It's going to be close between the Dolphins and the Bills because Dolphins have Tua Tagovailoa. 
I'm not gonna say Tua. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Tua. Um, so they got Tua. Um, but really, they don't. I don't know any other receivers. They, I mean, they got. I don't know any other receivers they got. Like other than like, I don't know anybody on that roster other than Tua and like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the Bills are gonna probably get the division in the AFC with this AFC South. Uh, AFC West. West, AFC, AFC West. AFC East. Oh, AFC East, East, yeah. yeah. You're probably about to pop that back up. I changed it to the – there we go. Oh, yeah. I was like, where are the schedule? I don't yeah. think I changed it to the ESPN one because it shows okay. the wild cards. The wild cards, okay. So um, I, I agree. I think the Bills are going to run away with it. Okay. But I think the Dolphins are going to take a step back. Um, I think they might be eight, nine, seven, and ten. I think the Patriots are going to take a step forward if they start Mac Jones. I don't think Cam is, and I said this on a show we were on earlier. I don't think Cam is the Cam of a few years ago. I don't think he has his legs. I don't think he has his arm. I don't think he has the health required to make it through a seventeen-game season. So, uh, give Mac Jones the ball, and you can be a 10-win team. Give Cam the ball, you'll be a 7-8 win team. And with the Jets, I think they might make four or five wins, but I, I just don't see anything special in Zach Wilson. And it's, it's not so much Zach Wilson, it's the Jets. I mean, I think the Jets are going to be what they've always been. Well, actually, they got that new coach, um, Salo. So, I mean, different coaching – Coaching at culture. I mean, he was on the uh, the Niners uh, staff. I mean, but like you said, I mean, we'll see how they how they gel. I mean, um, I do agree that if so, they were seven and nine. The Patriots. I mean, I feel like they can improve with. I mean, Cam Newton. Just like Jonathan said on the other podcast, um, I feel like Cam has a different mentality. Um, his, he's looking great on Instagram by looking right in shape. Um, but he's getting up there with age. And I feel like, you know, this is his, his year to prove it's either break or bust for Cam Newton because he is, um, this is his year to prove it. But if not, then we're going to be all looking on ESPN first take undisputed. And they're going to be talking about Cam Newton is, you know, not as good. So, but I feel like if they um, put in uh, um, Mac Jones, I feel like, you know, they can do something with it. But it's hard to say because he's a rookie. I haven't really seen him, you know. I mean, I've seen him at Alabama, what he's done at, at Alabama, but it's hard to tell, like, if a rookie quarterback can take that step and push the team. But I believe that, like I said on another podcast, that they got a good, you know, good, well-respected coach in Bill, Bill Belichick. You got, um, what's his name, Josh Daniels. Mm-hmm. As the coordinator, um, so I mean, they're—I feel like they're in good hands. I mean, uh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but the Miami, uh, Buffalo is going to be up there man, for sure. Oh yeah, I, I think people look at Mac Jones and they say he's an Alabama quarterback. What have Alabama quarterbacks done in the NFL? I mean, you have a uh, Greg McElroy who came in and had a good. One or two years, you get AJ McCarron who's floating around as a backup somewhere. Um, you've got 
you know, Tua, who didn't do too hot last year. You got Jalen, who's going to be the starter in Philadelphia. So people look down on Alabama quarterbacks, but I think Mac Jones can be the one to break that trend. And I think Bill Belichick thinks that Mac Jones can be the one to break that trend, or he wouldn't have picked him as high as he did. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because, like, they were debating on, um, like, draft night if, like, what, like where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? Mac Jones? Like, is he going to go to the Patriots? Like, because um, he was waiting um, to be drafted, but uh, I mean, he has a good arm, man. He has a good arm, but and um, yeah, I think. But we all can agree that Buffalo is gonna, you know, run away with that division. But like, like I said, like these teams are, you know, young and hungry. So yeah. Um, so looking at the AFC North, I know this is the one that you're dying to talk about. So three of the four teams in the AFC North made the playoffs last year. The Steelers won the division. The Ravens and the Browns made it as a wild card team. I don't see that happening this year, but who do you pick to win the AFC North? Well, Justin, you know my my answer, man. (laughs) (laughs) Baltimore, Ravens, man. Big trust. Um, So let me – since I'm a Ravens fan, I mean, I want to – be biased, but I mean, looking at the division, we got an old quarter. Well, okay, not taking any talent off Bear Burger. Um, but I mean, we got an old quarterback coming off of an elbow injury. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know how the hell they wanted that division because I mean, like, our division is was, I mean, other than us and then the Browns, we were kind of soft, like. And they lost to the Redskins, man. <laughs> well, I mean, just look at the division. I mean, Pittsburgh won it at twelve and four last year, and Baltimore and Cleveland were both eleven and five last year. Five. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that that just tells you what the division was last right, year, right? Right. Um, but then again, they got that. Um, they, they traded for Dwayne Haskins, so mm-hmm. and then they got um, um, Najee Harris from Alabama. So, yeah. I mean, that's a good pickup too. So. Um, maybe the guy Schuster, Juice Smith Schuster, but I see Baltimore. I see it flipped. I see Baltimore at one. Oh, I mean, and they got Claypool. I forgot they got Claypool too. Um, so I see Baltimore at one taking a division. It's either, I mean, if Burroughs recovered from that injury from last year, I mean, it, it could be him, but he don't really have enough. I mean, he got Tyler Boyd, he got AJ Green still. But they're kind of – Adrian Green's kind of not washed up, but he's kind of like, you know, hasn't really gotten targeted a lot in the past couple of years. Um, but I see I see it a three-way kind of thing. So I got Baltimore at number one, taking the division. I got a tie for second with Browns and Steelers. I, I feel like the Browns are going to edge the Steelers because they got – I mean, look at it. They got the good roster on paper, you know, Chubb. They got Miles Garrett. They got um, Odell Beckham. They got Landry. They got Kareem Hunt. So, I mean, I feel like they can um, – it's going to be Browns. I hate to say it because Browns are – I hate – as a Baltimore Ravens fan, <laughs> a true dog, I hate talking about the Browns doing good because they've always been bad. They've always had – gone through quarterbacks. They had Baker Mayfield. They had freaking um, um, Josh McCown. Trash. Uh, they had – Oh, McCoy, trash. Um, who else? Like every every year, there's a different quarterback, but they have a good co- head coach. 
Um, and I feel like I hate to say it, but I feel like they're going to be number two behind the um, behind Baltimore. And then I mean, I could be wrong about the Bengals, man. But don't get me wrong; like Burrow's is, is good. He was he was tearing it up in the first couple of games, but he got hurt. And with that injury, you're not the same, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at it. I'm looking down at the AFC South, and I'm looking at how the Titans and the Colts tied in that division. And I think that's what the Ravens and the Browns are going to do this year. I think the Ravens and the Browns are going to tie. And I think it's just – it's going to be, you know, when you get a tie like that, it's who led in the division. So, as you can see, the Titans were 5-1 in the division. The Colts were 4-2 in the division. So, I'm saying both teams are going to be tied at the end of the year like they were last year. They were tied 11-5 last year. I think the Steelers take a major step back. I don't think they're a double-digit win team this year. Mm-hmm. And I think the Bengals kind of hover around where they are now, where, where they were last year. I think they're going to be a 4-5 win team again this year. I think that Burrow's injury is going to set him back a little bit, and it's going to be like – this year is going to be like his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they've got an okay running game. The Bengals do. They've got an okay, you know, okay receivers. They don't really have an offensive line, and that's what got Burrow hurt last year. So, yeah, I think the Ravens and the Browns both make the uh, both make the playoffs. But it's just going to depend on who does better in the division. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule right now, their Brown schedule. And um, not looking too shabby for them. Sorry, no. They got KC first game week one. Uh, they got Houston Texans uh, week two. They got Chicago in week three. They got the Vikings in week four. They got, they got LA in week five. Cardinals in week six. So I kind of see like they can go four and two in that stretch. You think so? Yeah. I mean they're gonna get dub in Denver in week seven. Steelers yeah. that's gonna be a tough one in week eight. They got two back to back conference games um in Steelers and Bengals. I think um, whoever I think whoever wins that first head to head matchup between the Bengals and the Ravens, I think that team is who's we'll set, gonna win the division. We'll set the tone. Yeah. Mm. Because I think they play, I think they play each other to end the season. If I'm not I mistaken, I believe so. I believe. Let me check my schedule on, on the Ravens app. Let me see. Because uh, I know we got Raiders first up, then we got the KC, so that could be. I mean, I want to see we're going to be two and zero, but Raiders. I mean, I don't know. We we might go one and two because Raiders are looking kind of. They got Derek Carr. They got Josh Jacobs. They got you know Darren Waller. Um, in that in that new stadium, I was in Vegas. It's super nice. Um. But well, and I feel like, and we'll touch on them here in a few minutes. But yeah. I feel like the Raiders. Not only does Derek Carr have something to prove, but John Gruden has something to prove. Sure. I mean, you brought John Gruden back on a ten-year deal to coach this team as you move them to Las Vegas, and he looked at you and said, "Look, Derek Carr is my quarterback." So not only does John Gruden have to prove that Derek Carr is who he said he could be. But Derek Carr has to prove that John Gruden was correct in saying that. So, 
That's true. That's true. Um, so our schedule, we have the Raiders week one. Uh, we have the Chiefs week two. Uh, so two back-to-back national televised games. Then we got Bron- uh, We got um, the Lions after that. So that, that should be an easy game. Oh, yeah. Um, Ravens were at uh, Lions. Uh, Ravens at Broncos. That should be another dub. Uh, Colts at the Ravens. Chargers at the Ravens. Bengals at the Ravens. Um, we have a um, week eight. Week eight bye. I mean, at the Vikings after that, the Miami, Chicago. So we kind of have a, I would say, easy schedule, like winning in the middle of the season. Um, but we ended off with the Steelers, actually. Hmm. But we we prepared the Browns uh, week 14, and then on December 12th, and then we play the Browns. Like, I mean, yeah, we play the, uh, actually, we played the Cleveland November 28th, the first game. We play um, them on the twelfth of December. Okay, so pretty maybe close got Green Bay. Um, I'm not gonna say they're, they're cakewalk games, but I feel like you know we everyone hated or doubted the Ravens when they went well before that season when they went fourteen and two. Mm-hmm. Um, we ran away with we we ran away with it, but Lamar, you know, we got some weapons. We got a Bateman coming off. I mean, he's hurt coming back from a groin surgery. Um, she well, she should be back by the week one, week two. We got we 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 be that for online. We got Ziegler, we got Stanley back. I mean, so people are the only issue is with Lamar Jackson, the Ravens is can Lamar throw? Can Lamar throw the deep ball? And yes, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, he can't throw the deep ball. But I'll tell you that last year we didn't have the the receiver core to do that. This could be guy Watkins. We got Bateman. We got Hollywood and Miles Boykins. We got Porsche Dumervin. We'll see, man. I think the only thing stopping the Ravens is the division they're in. I mean, you've got the Steelers twice. You've got the Browns twice. And as bad as the Bengals' offense is, their defense is their defense is fairly decent. So, I mean, you've got six games where you're facing off against pretty tough defenses. So, I mean, that's that's the Ravens' downfall is, is the division they're in. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I – yeah, I, like you're right, you're right, for sure. Like, and, and, like, Ravens, we've always been known for our defense, you know. Mm-hmm. Ray Lewis, every – and even yeah. every win on Sports Center the other week was like Baltimore, Lamar, they can get it this year. And um what he what he said was that it's not it doesn't really fall all on Lamar. It's the receivers mm-hmm. that have to catch the ball. It has to be a team organization, top to bottom, organizational effort on all sides. And I told you like last year we had like Lamar. He was, he was on a podcast, and he was like, he doesn't care about the playoffs right now. He cares about week one. He's a very humble quarterback, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like – I I know I'm sounding really freaking biased right now because I'm a Ravens fan. But well, because you are. I am. <laughs> like, I, like, you can tell I'm a true freaking fan, man. Like, I got – I'm a – win or lose, I'm a Ravens fan at the end of the day, man. And I, I have to have faith. And but I, 
you're lucky that we're not playing this year, man, in the regular season. Us we will in the playoffs. We will in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of the Titans, man, we got the AC South. Uh, Tennessee was 11 and 5. Indianapolis was 11 and 5. Houston was 4 and 12. And damn, Jackson was 1 and 15. <laughs> she. So, um, yeah, yeah go, ahead, I, go ahead, man. I personally see it being the same as it, as it was last year. I see the Titans winning it. I see the Colts taking a step back, though. I think Carson Wentz, he's a good quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. I think what Phillip Rivers did last year was just proof of what kind of quarterback Phillip Rivers is, and Carson Wentz is not at that level. I think they take a step back where they still stay in second place. I think that the Texans stay around where they are just because of all this drama around Deshaun Watson. I mean, everything with him is still ongoing. There's new reports every single day. There's a new woman coming out saying that he sexually assaulted her every single day. So I I see them hovering around the three or four win mark. And I see the Jaguars, you know, probably being a three or four win team themselves just because you've got Urban Meyer who, yes, he's a good college coach. Three or four wins, Jesus Christ. I I don't think he can win in the NFL. I mean, as good as Nick Saban is in college, he couldn't win in the NFL. And then you have you combine that with all the drama that's been around them in the offseason, the Tim Tebow stuff. You know, they've got a rookie quarterback. Garner Minshew is coming out saying that he should start over Trevor Lawrence. So he's getting in Trevor Lawrence's head. All of this drama, they don't have a good running game. All of this drama, I think, is going to keep them at the bottom of that division. So I said all that to say, I see the Titans winning this division. Okay, okay. So you're kind of biased too, just like me. I, I like well, you have to be because you're a fan. Well, not only that, but I'm looking at the facts. The Titans hmm. are the only team coming in with yeah. with the experience together mm. and with no drama. I mean, right. this team has been together for the last three years. This, this team has went to the playoffs for the last yeah. three years. And they're the only team that didn't have as much turnover as all three other teams in their division had. So, I mean, it's – I could be wrong. You know, they, they mm. could prove me wrong and tank and Derrick Henry break his leg and, you know, be out for the season. But if everybody stays healthy, the Titans are going to run away with this. Yeah, um, you have a good point. You make a good point because the Tennessee Titans are like the Buccaneers. Like they had their roster back, including well, adding Hillary Jones to the to the mix. But he's injury prone. Like that's why we were going to get him too. But that's that's one of the reasons why we didn't get him because you know. I mean, we lost Jonu Smith, who was our who was one of our tight ends. We lost him to the. To the Patriots, but didn't, I use, uh, didn't he all lose Corey Davis? Or he, he, yeah, we lost Corey Davis also. Yeah, but I mean, Julio Jones makes up two Corey Davises. No offense to Corey Davis, but I mean, Julio Jones and AJ Brown, you're golden at the receiver position. I found that funny that Corey Davis is not on the roster because, like, wasn't he the one that kind of recruited him onto the team? Yeah, he he made the Instagram post like, "Oh, come here, come on, Julio." Yeah. He made that hype video. Now he's not there no more. But um, yeah, I agree. I feel like I don't see like with Carson Wentz. Even I mean, I hey, 
believe me, I believe that depending on if Carson Wentz recovers from that toe injury, um, I see them being a five um, five win team this year. Like, because who knows who the quarterback's going to be, man? Because Carson Wentz, like, who is their backup? Like, twenty percent, whatever his name is, or yeah. I mean, Nick Foles came out and said, you know, hey, trade for me, you know, because he knows he's not going to get any playing time with the Bears, but. I, yeah, I mean, they have Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback. And if they liked Jacoby Brissett, they wouldn't have went and gone gone and went and got Carson Wentz. Right. So, uh, I mean, I feel like, I feel like Indy, um, I, I think they got, they think got T.Y. Hilton, right? For the receiver. Yeah. If he um, so I, yeah, right. Um, I, I mean, I, to be honest with you, um, I feel like Colts can get more wins than, than the Jaguars. Or no, I'm sorry. Jaguars will get more wins and end up with Colts and being on the quarterback situation. But who knows? Who knows, man? Because you know, like, and and, and I I see them getting more wins over Houston too because you know, yeah. with the quarterback situation, they have no receivers, man. They got Watts out. He's the the Cardinals. Like they don't got no defense. Um, off. I mean, they got Mark Ingram. I mean, he's nice but, uh, for their running back. But yeah, but he's their third string running back. <laughs> oh shoot. I thought yeah. he was going to be a starter. No, he's their third <laughs> string. He's listed as our third string running back right now. Oh, crap. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Like, is will Deshaun Watson start week one? I don't know. I don't know. think he will. So, to be honest with you, man, I think that with that division, I, yeah, obviously I think Titans going to get win it. But I feel like Jacksonville, because, I mean, even in Trevor Lawrence, I, good quarterback, rookie quarterback, I feel like with all the problems they got in the division, I think that Jaguars will be up there with the Titans, man. But depending on their schedule, the Jag- I don't know the, the Jaguars' schedule too, so I'm not sure. I don't either, but I, I mean, I see the Titans as a as a double digit win team, and I don't oh, see for any, sure, for sure. I don't see any other team being that. I don't see any other team, you know, breaking six or seven wins in that division. Right. But but the Jaguars are they're one in fifteen last year, but they they got a new quarterback, so yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see with that. So last division is um, the West. Obviously, I have KC taking it, um, and then I have the Chargers right behind them, and then the Raiders right behind them, and then Broncos last. So I have them switched. I have them switched. We're in agreement on that. I have the the Chiefs winning it. Um, I don't. It's not going to be, you know, as as much of a spread as it was last year. You know, right. the Chiefs won uh, 14 games, and then the Raiders, who were right behind them, won eight. I think the Chargers and Justin Herbert take a huge step forward, and I think the Chargers are the second wild, or are the third wild card team um, out of the in the AFC. So I, I agree with you as far as the standings go. Uh, I think it's going to be Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. I mean, we 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 all know last year they didn't have no quarterback on last year. Well, and I mean, they have Drew Locke. I mean, we all said on the other podcast that he was garbage. Yeah, he he, he had his chance to um, to uh, prove himself, and he didn't. So, but they do have some good receiver cores. They got Jerry Judy from Alabama. I mean, mm-hmm. they got they got um, who's that line linebacker they got a couple years ago? Uh, Chubb. Yeah. And then we got uh, Lindsey, Philip Lindsey. 
Uh, I mean, I mean, they got a good, you know, like again, like I, like I said, they got a good foundation of players, but they need to have someone to throw the ball to. I mean, personally, I'd rather have like Joe Flacco as their quarterback because he got that cannon, man. Yeah, he's on the. I think he's on the Eagles this year. So. I, I believe so. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, he can throw the ball, man. Like he can throw it. He can sling that. Shit. All right, so now we're looking at the division standings. Um, this is the division standings for last year. Um, so based on your picks for this year, who do you see being in the AFC championship and who do you see being in the NFC championship based on your picks for this year? Well, we all want to see the AFC division game, uh, Ravens and Chiefs. We always want to see that, so <laughs> – I mean, I want to see that Ravens and Chiefs um, match up okay. um, in the AFC. And then can you sc- like scroll down a little bit to the national football, uh, the national NFC a little bit? Uh, so I see in the, um, the NFC, I see the Green Bay and New Orleans. No, actually, you know what? Green Bay, I'm, I'm like, like, like last year, I'm going to be like uh, – Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Okay, so who do you see the Super Bowl? I'll 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 go with mine first. I okay. see personally, I see the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC, and I see the Bucks and the Packers in the NFC. Now, as far as the Super Bowl. I've said it multiple times. I see Aaron Rodgers having something to prove. And so I see him beating the Bucks and going to the Super Bowl. And I see the Chiefs beating the Bills just barely. And it being a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. Packers Chiefs. Hmm. I mean, I see. Um, I see my Ravens against the Packers, man. Or Ravens and the Bucks. And with that game, I don't know who's going to win that because, you know, Lamar, Mahomes, he's mobile. Uh, about Lamar is a more faster quarterback when it comes to running. And I think that, like, Mahomes, he was, he was trying to run in the Super Bowl last year, but the defense is, like, was on his – on his heels, but I feel like Lamar. Um, I, I think it's going to be Lamar and or Ravens and um, Ravens and Packers or Ravens and Buccaneers. Man. So who do you who do you see winning out of those potential matchups? So um, out of well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with their position first. Like you said, like the Chiefs and the Packers, right? Yeah. So. I've said all along when Aaron Rodgers held out, he has something to prove. He has something to prove to himself. He has something to prove to the Packers. And he has something to prove to the league. Because I see one of two things happening. If he wins the Super Bowl, he's going to retire a la Peyton Manning. He's going to retire on top. We all know that this is Jordan Love's team next year. So – if you're going to win in a Packers uniform, retire in a, retire in a Packers uniform. If you're going to lose in a Packers uniform, 
he's going to be going to either San Francisco or Houston next year. So that's why I say he's got something to prove himself to the Packers and to the NFL. Because if he loses in the Super Bowl this year or doesn't make it to the Super Bowl this year, he's auditioning for another team. Because he's not going to go out a loser. I definitely agree with you on that. But the reason why like, I'm sticking with my Ravens because like, you know, I want Lamar to get that Patrick Mahomes close like deal. And like even me being a fan of the Ravens and Lamar, like I feel like Lamar has to prove to me that he can get past the AFC or like the, the, the wild card game. What he did this year, but he, to the divisional, I mean, I he fell through with the Bills, man. Um, and but even if he, he needs to prove that he can get past the like the divisional round. Even if he wins the Super Bowl, I don't see him getting a Patrick Mahomes top deal. You know, I think so? I, I think I said that on our last show, but I, I don't. I don't get me wrong. Lamar is a good player, but I don't think he's at Patrick Mahomes' level. I don't think, I don't think if we redrafted the entire NFL, that you could build a team around Lamar like you can build a team around Patrick. Because I think if you gave all thirty-two teams a chance to have the number one pick, that number one pick is going to be Patrick Mahomes for thirty of the thirty-two teams. I mean, I think I think to be fair, I think it'd be I think it'd be a team around both quarterbacks because you know I mean shit, give me Tyreek Hill, man, with Lamar Jackson, give me that, like give me give me a uh, give me a Michael, healthy Michael Thomas on my team, a healthy Julio, give me a healthy um, freaking uh, Cream Hunt or a healthy running back. I mean, we have Dobbins, but give me I think we can bet around both quarterbacks, man, because they're both they're both transcendent of the league man they're both you know they're it's kind of like that Peyton and uh Peyton Eli you know they're both you know not mobile quarterbacks but you can bet around them you know what I'm saying I feel like that's the new like young quarterback duo yeah but I think I think Patrick Mahomes is Peyton and I think Lamar Jackson is Eli I mean, I mean I, <laughs> that, that's how I that's how I see it. I think that Peyton and Patrick Mahomes both you could build a team of whoever you want to around them, and Peyton Manning and Patrick Mahomes are going to make that team better. You don't think Lamar doesn't make the Ravens better, man? Because with Joe Flacco, like we were we we were good, but like Lamar, I, he, I think he makes the Ravens better. But I don't think he makes the Ravens better like Patrick Mahomes makes the Chiefs better. Because I think you take Patrick Mahomes off the Chiefs, and instead of being 12 and 4, they're 4 and 12. I think if you take Lamar Jackson off of the Ravens, I think instead of being 12 and 4, I think they're maybe 9 and 7, 10 and 6. I don't. There's not that much of a differential between wins and losses when you take Patrick, when you take Lamar Jackson off a team, as opposed to when you take Patrick Mahomes off a team. Because look at what they were. Look at what the Chiefs were before Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, but I mean, I mean, I feel like to be fair, 50-50, Like we can. I, I feel like if I'm the GM or whatever, if you're a GM of. I feel like we can build around like both teams, man. I feel like, I feel like to be fair, like, I mean, but, but I feel like, you know, Mahomes went to the Super Bowl. 
Lamar had. So, so let me ask you this: so like, what would it take for you to for Lamar to get past that right now? Because like right now, like we're before the season, like still early, new schedule, new teams, like new new players on the roster. So, what do you feel like it has to take for Lamar to get past to that level? I think Lamar has to have a Patrick Mahomes type season. I mean, you, you don't think he had that that fourteen and two season? No, I, I don't. Because yeah. Lamar, he freaking beat the Seattle man. Seattle, everyone said they're gonna lose to the Seattle with Russell Wilson. We spanked them. We spanked the freaking Tom Brady or the Tom Brady no uh, Patriots man. We spanked San Francisco 49ers, man and the Rams. <laughs> yeah, but, but- I, I, I look at it this way: the the um, the Seahawks and and uh, Russell Wilson, the last two or three years have taken a step back. So I don't see that as a good comparison. Nothing against what the Ravens did against them, but mm-hmm. I don't see that as a good comparison because this isn't the Seahawks team of four or five years ago. You right, don't right. have that defense that they had four or five years ago. You don't have that running game they had four or five years ago. I mean, the only weapon that Russell Wilson has is DK Metcalf. Hmm. So, I for for me, I think that Lamar Jackson has to take that step forward and be consistent with that. Not necessarily win, you know, 15, 16 games instead of 14 games, but get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, and do what Patrick Mahomes has done. Get there consistently. Patrick Mahomes has gotten there the last three years. But I mean, but you can look. But I mean, like you say that too. But like, look at the roster he has around him, man. He has Kelsey. He has Tyree. It's not just all about Mahomes, man. No, I mean, I'm, like, like I'm saying, give me the same assets as the Chiefs have, and put them on the Ravens, and it will be a wrap. Put you know, imagine Tyree Kill and Lamar. We will be doing wildcat option plays down the field, man. And I agree with that, but I go back to my earlier point. If you take Patrick Mahomes off the Chiefs, they're yeah. four and twelve instead of twelve and four. You take Lamar off the Ravens, they're ten and six instead of twelve and four. So I mean right. that it's it's that leadership. Lamar has to find his voice, like Patrick has found. Patrick knows, look, this is my team. They took an they took an established starter shipped him off somewhere else and said, here, here's the keys. Here's the keys of this Lamborghini. You go drive it however you want to. It's yours. I don't think Lamar Jackson has taken responsibility of the Ravens like Patrick Mahomes has taken responsibility of the Chiefs. And I I think that's the next step that he needs to take. Right, right. I I can agree with that. But who knows, like, behind the scenes, he's. I I know that that man Lamar is humble, man. I know he's hungry, man, because he's hearing it. He's hearing all the freaking critics, man. Oh, they can't win this. They can't do that. They can't win this game. They can't get to the. He's hearing all this, all these, all these voices, man. But I feel like you know, behind the scenes, like in a locker room at training camp, he. I mean, I've heard so far when he, he's gone back from COVID because he has had he has had COVID like twice now, um, uh, middle of the season last year and then at the training camp this year. But not saying that. I mean, actually, that couldn't be an excuse because like you know that whoever can pick that. 
telling your body, oh, as a recover from COVID, that can be an issue. Like, we'll see with the season. But, um, like, he, Lamar, when you listen to him, like, in the interviews, like, he's never, like, looking past a game. Like, he always looks for the bad game ahead, focus on that game right there and then and there. Um, doesn't take – doesn't look far out to the future of the season. Like, he's humble on one game. We'll focus on week one, week two, week three, week four, and get there, man. But yeah, but humble doesn't put wins on your record. But that's what separates him from a, a lot of other quarterbacks. Him and Mahomes, man. Him and Mahomes, man. And Colin Murray, he's up there too, but he, yeah, he's, do it in the playoffs. And, and I can say the same thing about the Titans. Do it in the playoffs. You know, the Titans have struggled in the playoffs. You know, I, I think this might be Tannehill's last year if he cannot get something going in the playoffs. You can win the division all you want to, but you have to win in the playoffs. And that's and like, what I'm looking for Lamar to do, and that's what I'm looking for Ryan Tannehill and the Titans to do. Right. Well, well, this mean Lamar and Tannehill is – like you said, Tannehill is like – like I guess you could say he's on his like, last straw, I guess, or maybe at the Tennessee. Like I, Lamar, he's still young, man, so I feel like he wants to stay at Raven. Um, but then again, like coming back to my other point, like you can't really blame it all more. Like it's a GM getting yeah. players, getting you know drafting well, which mm-hmm. we kind of did this year. Getting you know Harbaugh, which off the coordinator, um, deep the court. It's all down. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a quarterback. He's that's his team. But it's the G. It's like the NBA, man. Yes, but the NBA is kind of different because the players have to say and how they who they want. And when they want them, but yeah, it all I mean, comes down and, and look at and look at Andy Reid and the Chiefs, man. It's not just all about Mahomes; it's about behind the scenes, getting players, We've got Tyreek Hill, getting all these players, man. And um, it all comes down to an, to an organization. And Ravens are known to have an outstanding organizational staff with Ozzie Newsom, and now we have Erica DaCosta, um, mm-hmm. which kind of you know. But I mean, he drafted like look at Ozzy. He drafted Ray Lewis, man, at Reed, like back in the day, you know. So it's all about you know the GMs and the coaches too. When it comes to picking players, and but then again, it, it's all on the quarterback. And I feel like Lamar, like I said, he has to. Like I told you, man, I'm not kind of like arguing with you or anything. Like you're, we both have our points. But I was saying that Lamar is. Um, he has to prove to me that he can get past like the division round. Yeah. And it's hard to see because with the season because we haven't started yet. Um, so we can be all both wrong. Mike Mahomes is not saying it could happen. But he, but he, he, he's, he's come off injuries too, man. Mm-hmm. Turf toe. He can, he can have an injury. I'm not, I'm not wishing uh, like an injury on him or anything. I'm just saying stuff could happen in the season, which can derail their, you know. Well, and that can happen to anybody. Anybody, right? I mean, that's it, that's it, the NFL. It's an open league that. when it comes to that. Yeah. So I want to point out something that I just saw come on Sports Center. I think you're watching it too. Freddie Freeman hit for the cycle tonight against the Marlins, <laughs> which too, is pretty impressive as a Braves fan. We're watching him laying out the triple right now. Wait, so a cycle is you hit a single, double, triple, and then a home run? Yeah, a single, double, triple, home run in the same game. So, yeah, pretty impressive. Especially for a guy like Freddie Freeman, who isn't known to be the fastest. So, for him to get a triple, I mean, that's 
got to be rough on him. <laughs> but um, so um, some NBA talk, man. Yeah, let's get it, man. And this and this will be our last our last uh, kind of section for the night. Um, cause it's been midnight over here. Well, it's like 11, 12, 11, 12 so we're good. Um, so I took a picture of the schedule. Well, the the Christmas Day schedule, and then the okay. So we have the uh, on October nineteenth. Uh, we have the Nets and the Bucks. We got the Warriors and the um, Lakers at ten o'clock, and then we got uh, um, Celtics and Knicks on Wednesday, the twentieth. At seven thirty, then we got Denver and uh, Phoenix. Thursday, we got um, the twenty first. Day after that, we got uh, Mavs and Hawks, and then the Clippers and Warriors on um, on Thursday. Then we got Nets and Phoenix, or Nets and Sixers, and then Phoenix and Lakers on Friday. So, man, tell me, Justin, man, like, what are you? What are, you are, are you hyped for the season, man? So. I'm not as big on the NBA as you are, but there are some matchups that intrigue me. I want to see how Phoenix bounces back after being up 3-1 in the conference finals and then dropping that to the Bucks, who won the NBA championship, eventually won the NBA championship. So I want to see how Phoenix is going to bounce back. And like I said, when we were on uh, uh, the other show earlier, I'm, I'm really interested to see what the Lakers do their first five games, five to ten games. How do they gel? How do they come together? Who, who takes the ball up the court? Is it Russ? Is it LeBron? Is it Carmelo? Because he's done it before. So do they drop their first three or four games because they can't gel? Do they go five and zero? Oh? Do they go eight and two? You know, so that's that's what I'm looking forward to is how are the Lakers gonna bounce back from what was a disappointing season last season? with LeBron's first ever first round exit out of the playoffs. And man, uh can you say a louder for the fans out there, man? Like what do you like what do you, you just say? Like that last thing you just said? <laughs> LeBron's said first ever first round loss in the playoffs. Did y'all hear that man? Like first ever first ever playoff exit ever in his career. And people are still hitting on him man. Um, I do agree, man. I'm looking forward. Uh, as y'all know, I'm a Laker fan. Um, me and my boy Freddie, um, Big Freddie. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm 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 with you, man. Like, cause if they were in their prime, Russell and LeBron, and I think AD still in his prime. Um, but back in the day, they were all ball dominant players, right? Um, and Russell, you know, would always want to have the ball in his hands and, um, LeBron too. But now 
LeBron's like 36, 37, and he doesn't really need to have the ball in his hands as much. So I feel like with Russell Westbrook coming on board, I feel like with him, he's going to be the, the number one ball handler on the court. Now the question is, um, is Frank Vogel going to have Carmelo come off the bench or he's going to be a starter? Um, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, ever since Carmelo hop off, uh, got traded off the Knicks, he's always been a bench kind of, you know, six-man type of player. But think about it. Look at it. Like, look at the roster, man. So we got Russell at the one. The question is, who's, 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 who's going to be at the two, though? That's a good question. Um because Bruce Ellington or Wayne Ellington, he's gonna be up the bench. Um, but having Carmelo at the uh, LeBron at the, even at three, and then Melo at the four and eighty at the five. But I don't know who's gonna fill that. Maybe, oh, Malik Monk, maybe, but he's gonna be a, a bench player. Um, but I'm excited to see, like, like you said, like the first, even the freaking the, the first game, man, how they gel together, man, because. A couple years ago, Russell was on the team with KD and Harden, and look at how that happened. They they split all ball dominant players in their prime. Yep, both wanted to score, all wanted to score. Uh, but I feel like this team is different because you know they're they're a lot they're older. They're and, I, and LeBron is. I feel like LeBron has a different mentality than KD. K, LeBron's gonna get gonna be like you know what Russell, this is your job, play your role. Do your thing, make us look good. Let's do it, man. So, well, and I'm I'm looking at their roster right now, and I just brought it up okay. on oh. the screen. But mm-hmm. Russ is the only true point guard that's on the roster right now. The uh, all the other guards are two guards. Uh, I forgot we got Trevor Ariza. Oh man, we got yeah. So, oh oh yeah. We get, oh never mind. We get. So we can have Russ at the one, T um THT at the uh, at the two, LeBron at the over Malik Monk. I feel like uh, maybe Malik Monk. Um. Okay, so Russ at the one, Malik at the two, LeBron at the three, Mel at the four. 88 to 5. So I'm looking at what I, what I said just a minute ago is Russ being the only true one. Oh, and none. I forgot about none, too. I mean, who's who's going to spell Russ? Because Russ isn't going to be on the on the court for 48 minutes. So, I mean, are you going to have – are you going to have LeBron swap to the one to spell Russ? That's a question. I mean, maybe none can be behind, um, can be the sixth man behind uh, Russell when he come off. Or uh, that's what I say. Malik Monk could be come off the bench. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could even put or Wayne Ellington too. I was going to say you can put Wayne Ellington there. But does he does he fit bringing the ball up the court, or is that when you tell LeBron, look, Russ is off the off the court? Take the ball up for us. So that's that's the only 
discrepancy that I see, you know, Russ being the only true one on the roster. Yeah, I see that he is definitely the true one on the on the roster. Um, but I know, like everyone else, they're all shooters, man. Like Ariza, he's a corner specialist, and that's another um, that's another problem that I see is you have all these shooters who want their points. Right. Uh, Marcus, uh, Dwight Howard, or yeah, yeah, Dwight Howard should come off the bench. He's gonna be a good second team, second team player. I mean, I Ross is looking pretty good, but um, there's questions at the one, huh? There's questions at the one for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, Russell had that spot thing locked down. I think for sure. The, oh yeah, the but I'm spot. saying, I'm saying the who's behind him. Oh, the, oh, the second the team. Question. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Do you think the Lakers should start Camelo or have him off the bench for start off? They're, they'll start him. You think so with LeBron? I, I mean, who who are you going to start ahead of him? I, <laughs> I mean, you could put you could even put AD at five at the five. Yeah, I think Vogel. I think Vogel said he's going to be the um, the five. So I mean that that pulls him out of the, you know, out of a power out of the power forward slot, and that puts that really puts um, Carmelo there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree. Um, so now let me look at the um, the Christmas Day matchup. You got the uh, the New York Knicks making it on primetime television for the Christmas Day. We got Knicks facing the Hawks. Mm-hmm. We got the Celtics facing the Bucks at 2.30. Um, we got the Suns facing the Warriors at five o'clock. We all know that game coming up eight o'clock. Um, uh, Nets and Lakers, and then we got the t- uh, in the night. We got uh, Mavs and Jazz. Yeah. So, what game are you looking forward to seeing, man, on, on Christmas Day? I mean, actually, they're all like blockbuster games, man. They're all like, yeah. But- I- I think the Lakers and the Nets stand out to me, but being a Hawks fan, the Hawks and the Knicks stand out to me. I mean, that is the Hawks and the Knicks is a potential playoff matchup, but so is the Lakers and the Nets. So those two really stand out to me as far as Christmas Day games. Yeah, like they, um, it's gonna be interesting, man. Christmas Day, like 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 we saw in other podcasts, like you know, LA is gonna be lit. Mm-hmm. Pack Stadium, um, hopefully, Pack Stadium. Um, different atmosphere, you know, different players. Um, yeah, it's all about you know Harden and Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant staying healthy, man, and, and the Lakers too. But I feel like you know LeBron, like you said earlier, like a couple of minutes ago, like LeBron, like like this would probably be the first season where LeBron can just like play his own position, man. He can play the four or five or four or three. You know, he don't have to be the one or two. You know what I'm saying? Because like, he's getting older. You know, 
Right. And I feel like this will be the first season where he can just be play a position uh, ball. But we know with this league, this new league, position of basketball is is a thing now because you have like Giannis bringing the ball up. You got Jokic bringing the ball up um, from the Nuggets. Uh, even Joel Embiid, um, Ben Simmons, um, all these d- big men bring up the ball. So I think the game of positionless basketball is upon us. There's no set one, two. Well, I mean, I guess there still is. But there's no traditional one, two, three, or four, or five because everyone, everyone can play at – in the position. And I feel like with with college ball and NBA ball, it's different because college ball, there's set plays, mm-hmm. you know, ISO, ISO or four or whatever, like, or high school ball. NBA, it's all about pick and roll. It's all, I think the coaches let the players play. They play like the triangle, the two, three zone, man to man. Um, but that whole thing with the positionless basketball, I think, is upon us, and it's been upon us for a couple of years now. But um, w- w- which is great for the league because like that they a big man is not known for shooting the three ball. You know what I'm saying? Like they will be criticized for shooting the three ball, and uh, now it's okay for a big man to shoot the three. So I feel like, you know, with this league, um, LeBron can finally play either the three or the four and not play the point guard position, which, I mean, sometimes he might bring the ball up a couple possessions, but he's not going to have to rely on the pressure of having the ball in his hands a lot because Russell's going to take off that pressure from LeBron. Um, Yeah. And AD, I mean, they got some stretch playmakers, man. They got Carmelo, he can stretch the floor with his, with his three-point shot. He got AD stepping out with the three-point line, even Marcus Hall on the bench. Like, they got big men who can shoot, too. So, um, did you catch that Draymond Green uh, KD interview? Yeah, I saw part of it, yeah. Um, that felt <laughs> – it, it was fairly interesting. I mean – you they always, real minute. Yeah, you always wonder what goes on behind closed doors when you get players like that together. And we just kind of – we got a glimpse of that. You know, we got a glimpse of what goes on behind closed doors with two of, you know, two of the NBA's top stars. Right, right. So you mentioned Ben Simmons earlier, and there's rumors of – Philadelphia trying to get rid of Ben Simmons because he's unhappy in Philly. Joel Embiid is unhappy with him being in Philly. So where do you see a good landing spot for Ben Simmons being if he gets traded before the season starts or before the deadline uh, in February? Um. To be honest, I feel like he would be a good fit in uh, – that's a good question because 
I mean, he's a terrific player, man. He can, he can, other than his shooting skills, um, I feel like I can see him going to. I guess the better question is who needs a point guard of his caliber? I mean, he's not a, he's not a Seth Curry or a Steph Curry type point guard. He's, he, he's not even a Trey Young type point needs, guard to he, me. He, he, he needs to go somewhere where, Maybe he needs to go to a Golden State Warriors team so he can have Steph Curry to show how to shoot. Yeah, or I, he, he or in Portland with Damian Lillard. I think he needs to go somewhere where he can be the two instead of the one. And just like I said, play this is basketball. He's known that he's he. Yep. He's listed as a center. Yep. But you're saying won't we'll play one one of the two. Like that's crazy, man. Like that's a good point. Like, but I feel like he should be going. He should go to. Somewhere where he have a good sh- a shooting coach or players around him like Curry or Clay. Oh, I forgot about Clay Thompson. So I feel like going somewhere. I mean, Philly is a big market for sports, but I feel like he should go somewhere where like somewhere in LA, not Lakers, but like maybe Clippers, maybe, maybe. or somewhere somewhere where he's gonna get a lot a lot of attention. I think Golden State is the is the right destination for him if he mm-hmm. winds up getting traded. And speaking of players getting traded, we talked about earlier the Zion Williamson situation. Yeah, I, I like I wasn't even I wasn't even aware of that situation because before Frey told me, I mean I knew there was a problem when he got drafted there. His parents didn't want him like he mm-hmm. going there, but I didn't know there was an article about that. Like, now they're pushing his agent to get him out. Wow. His parents are. So I I said on um, the show earlier that we were on together, I said he needs to stay in Philadelphia and just get weapons around him. Get him a day. So you're saying Zion or Ben Simmons? Zion. <laughs> you just said Philadelphia, bro. <laughs> Did I say Philadelphia? Oh, I'm, I meant uh, New Orleans. Okay, okay. I was like, wait, Ben Simmons is Zion now. Okay, yeah. so yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean I think I think with Zion, I think he should just stay in New Orleans and New Orleans give him somebody like a Damian Lillard, give him somebody like a Bradley Beal. You know, there are all kinds of talks Actually, of Miami you know moving off of Tyler Hero. Get him a Tyler Hero. I should have said this on the freaking uh, on the other podcast. I I see Charlotte or to the Knicks, man, to team up with uh, RJ Barrett. I can see the Knicks. Yo, imagine Obi Toppin. Yep. Quickly, um, Randall. Yeah. Taj Gibson, man, like, and it, Tom Thibodeau as the coach, like. I, can see I didn't. That. I didn't think of that on the earlier on the podcast. Like next would be, and, and it's a mecca of sports. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're going to. But now I heard. I mean, I don't know if there's a report, but one of my friends who lived in New York said they're gonna. Um, I'm not sure if you've been in New York before, but like uh, we go up to New York Penn Station. Um, there's those steps and energies right there. Mm-hmm. I, like right above you, um, I, I heard that they're gonna knock down that area and move the stadium over a, little, a few blocks over. I don't know if that's a rumor. I'm not sure. Maybe for traffic reasons, or maybe I don't know. But um, still, MSG, big Mecca Stadium, Zion cameras are all 
cameras are all on him, big star. Team up with his Duke, Duke teammate, R.J. Barrett. Yeah. I can see that happening too, man. But Charlotte, that's another one too. And, oh, shit, there's like a Ken, Kemba Walker. So I forgot about that trade that happened. Mm-hmm. So, and this is way, way too early because we've we've just gotten out of the summer league. But who do you think? What do you think is the NBA Finals matchup right now? Just seeing the rosters and seeing everybody on paper, what do you Justin, think is the finals? <laughs> you know my answer. I think you know my answer, man. <laughs> I think you know, brother. I want to hear you say it though, <laughs> because I'm I'm gonna go completely the opposite of you. <laughs> All right, man. Lakers and Nets, man. Okay. <laughs> I agree with you on the Nets. I do not agree with you on the Lakers. I think it's going to be Bucks and Nets. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, Suns and Nets. <laughs> Suns and Nets. Yeah, I saw the on the standings. I saw the Bucks oh. right under the Nets on the standings. Oh, I think it's going to be Suns and Nets. I think the Suns are going to continue what they did this year. I think they're going to be better than what they were this year, and I think it's going to be Suns Nets. I mean, I feel like Christmas Day is going to be a, a, a preview of the finals, man. Christmas Day is going to be a preview of the finals, man. I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see. But I think that um, – all right, so speaking of the NBA, let's go to the the, um, the last year of standings, man. Okay. So we have time. Uh, we have a, a, a couple of minutes. We can go through um, – Cause I, I have I have LA in the top five, top ten in the Western Conference. Um, I'm not gonna say like number one spot because the West is always stacking up teams. Yeah, I just pulled them up. If you want to add them to the stream? Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me see. All right, so we got the Western Conference, our Eastern Conference, Philadelphia 49 23, 48 24, 46. I mean, the Knicks, the I mean, the one through six, they were one through six was crazy, man. 40 32, 41 31. Yeah, and it was, I mean, just as how close it was. I mean, even just it, looking four, five, and six, I mean, they're. The Knicks and the Hawks were tied, and the Heat were just a game behind them. Right. Uh, yeah, so I see – or I can – I mean, I want to say Nets. Oh, I might do a Milwaukee Lakers finals. That's another one, too. I, I just don't – and I know the Lakers have so much star power, but I think that's going to come back and bite them. I think either I think either somebody's going to get injured, like, and I'm not wishing this on anybody, but I think somebody's going to get injured to the point that they don't play in the playoffs, or I think that they're just not going to gel. I mean, think about think about the first year in Miami with. 
LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. Mm. They gelled, but they didn't make it to the finals until the second year. So I think it's going to take two years for this team to really come together and really be what they can be. So you are you thinking like are you thinking like the Lakers won't make the playoffs at all this year? They'll make the playoffs, but they won't. They won't make it to the finals. I mean, they may make it to the conference finals, but I don't see them making it to the NBA finals. Hmm. That's that, that's interesting. Um, I mean, like it's all about at the end of the day, it's all about staying healthy, um, yeah. staying injury prone, and I feel like I feel like that's that's what it's about, man. Just staying healthy, man. Like throughout the season. Yeah, that's the big thing. I mean, you've got you've got an aging LeBron, you've got an aging Russ, you've got an aging Carmelo. I mean, Anthony Davis has always been injury prone, regardless of where he's went, regardless of who he's had around him. Dwight Howard is just drama. I mean, walking drama, especially the last couple of years. Um. I, I, I think the White is going to be a good. That was a good pickup because he he did he was on on that championship roster, um, the year before he went to the Sixers. And I feel like you know, I feel like he can. I feel like he can be a good booster to our team. Yeah, and I mean, I think he could. You know, if somebody goes down, he could. I mean, he's really. He's he's one dimensional. I mean, he's Shaq. He's, he can only play the five, which is what you need him to do, honestly. But it's funny, I mean, yeah. it's funny when I see him shooting threes, man. It's yeah. funny, man. <laughs> but you've got all but these he, other guys. He can guys. hit some of them, man. He can hit some of them, not, not consistently. You've got all these other guys who are so multidimensional. You know, LeBron can play anywhere on the court. You know, you've got Russ who really could play one or two. You've got Anthony Davis who could play three, four, or five. I mean, so you've got all these guys who are multidimensional, and then you've got Dwight Howard who is one-dimensional. So it's just going to be interesting to see how these guys gel, but I do not see them making the finals this year. Also, got to think about there. I mean, we got their uh, like the trade deadline too this year, men too, whoever we can pick up. Cause I, 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 I know Lakers are known for getting buyout players, you know, like in the middle of the season. So we'll see about that too. Like, well, and who are they going to trade away to make room? Because you know, like we said on the last show, they're twenty-seven million. I mean, I would trade away Marcus Saul, man. Marcus Saul, I, would, I, would, uh, I mean, he can. I mean, he, he's like a Dwight Howard, one-dimensional. Like he can, he can get rebounds. He, I mean, he can shoot the three-two, but we don't really need him, man. Well. Yeah, but I'm looking at I'm looking at who is going to help you get back under the cap because you get rid of a Mark Gasol and he's what one million, two million against the cap, if that. So I mean, that still leaves you with twenty five, twenty six million under the cap 
right now. So I mean, I I think Russ was forty four million. LeBron's forty one million. AD is like thirty thirty five million. So you're not going to get rid of one of those three. So how are you going to get under the cap to be able to get these players? at the trade deadline when LeBron says, look, this guy's not working out, but I want that guy right there. How are you going to get him being $27 million under the cap? Mm. That's, a good, that's a good question, man. I don't have to answer that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. I, don't, I mean, you would, people to, saying, you would have people to get saying, rid of how are we getting all these players? Yeah, a lot of people were saying, how the hell are we getting all these players in free agency? Like, where the money coming from? But. Yeah, I mean, you would have to get LeBron to restructure his deal, which he I, I heard reports that he was talking about doing. You know, I mean, he's making he's making more money in endorsements than he is in his deal. So, I mean, you you have that. You have Russ who could restructure his deal, which he probably won't. And then AD is probably the most likely to restructure his deal. Mm. That's that's a very interesting um, side to the like other other story. Like we 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 have the players and we have we don't have the money to sign players right now. But I mean, um, like Frank Vogel and um, um, what's his name? The GM, um, Bus. Rob, Rob Lincoln. Bus. Rob Palenka, Rob Palenka, there you go. Okay, yeah. He, I, I mean, who knows, man? He knows, man. But I'm, I'm excited to get the season off, and I'm, I'm excited to. I'm just ready for some basketball, man. Yeah, I'm looking right now at the at the Lakers roster, and Westbrook, LeBron, and Anthony Davis take up 75 percent of the cap. Together. Wow. That's the crazy. next the next closest is THT, who takes up five point eight percent of the cap. So I mean it, one of those three guys or all three of those guys are going to have to restructure something because right now their practical cap space, they're minus fifty one million. So in the NBA, it's better to be over the cap or under the cap, or when it comes to uh, it's better to be under the cap, yeah, because cap. You, that means you have some wiggle room. I mean, you have a sport like the MLB that's not a cap sport, so that's how all of these guys can can like 10, ten year four hundred forty five million dollar deals, you know. But you've got the NFL, which is a cap uh is a cap league but they're more flexible with their cap than the nba is right right that, that's true man that's a very very good that's a very very good uh like side of the story but yeah i'm excited to see where where the nfl and like the nba goes with like their seasons i can't wait for both seasons to start so before we like go, like I have a question. So, like, so I'm a Ravens fan, right? So, how do I watch? Uh, well, other than natural te- like televised games, is there a way I can watch like a my Ravens like throughout the season? 
Like, um, I mean, I don't have direct TV though. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think Amazon Prime has a deal with the NFL. Um, I don't know exactly because I'm a Titans fan and, you know, I'm in Alabama, so all the Titans games are on CBS for me. But, um, yeah, as far as I know, Amazon has a deal with with the NFL, and I think that would probably be your best bet. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, our first two games are National uh, Raiders and Chiefs, so I mean, they're going to be on ESPN, I think. But like other games are like, you know, they're out of market. I don't, I can't watch because they're on CBS yeah. in Maryland and like PA and stuff. So yeah, yeah, NFL Sunday Ticket or something like that is is your best bet as far as like satellite goes and stuff. But um, yeah, I think Amazon Prime, maybe ESPN Plus. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, some I think some of our games, are, most of our games that are not on are tele, televised or um, on CBS. I think. Or yeah, like, yeah, because CBS has a deal with the AFC and Fox has a deal with the NFC. Right, right, and we and we and, like we have a lot of primetime games. Like, so I'm I, I'm gonna watch my Ravens, but like, the games are not broadcast on televised. Like, yeah, national televised game. Like, I have to figure out a way to how to do that. But um, I think this concludes the show for tonight. Well, I, wanna, I wanna do one more thing and I wanna see if we can knock it out really, really quick. All right, one more time. All right, yes, sir. So yes, sir. the MLB is kind of winding down. Oh yeah. And so we've done our picks for the NFL and we don't have to go all the way through, you know, every team, every you know, yeah. not yeah, really. Yeah, for another episode, man. Well, the rest of what we don't cover. Yeah, but I'm um, fixing to pull up the standings right now. I know my Yankees sweep the the Red Sox today, so yeah. Yes, sir. So who right now? And I'm fixing to pull this up so we can both look at it. There it is, pulled up. Okay. So as of right now, the Rays are leading the AL East. The White Sox are leading the AL Central, and the Astros are leading the AL West. Of those three teams, which team do you see at the end of this regular season not being at the top of their division? Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. So you said the Rays, Chicago, and Houston, right? I see Oakland catching up to the Houston. Okay. Um, but they've been losing to to Chicago White Sox uh, for for, the, for the, that last series. Mm-hmm. Um, I see. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan, so I see Yankees overcoming the. It's gonna be close, but I see them in first place. Uh, Yankees, okay. but right now. Timber Bay's in first. Um, the team, yeah, the team I see at the kind of near the bottom of the standings at the end of the season, it's probably the Astros. Okay. And the the Athletics overtaking them? Yeah. And then Cleveland, oh, let's see. 50, I think Cleveland. They're going to drop, man. Yeah. Just with all this stuff coming out with the name change, 
they should have waited until the offseason to do all that name change stuff. Right, right. Um, so for me, I see – I think I agree with you. I see the A's kind of overtaking the Astros in the AL, and then we're going to scroll down just a – So like, what do you think about the Yankees, man? Do you think they're going like, to overtop the Rays, or what do you, what do you think? Because so, they're, they're, they're like 19-5 and five. Uh, after the All Star Game or All Star Week, they're on a roll, man. So right and they now, got some new players. So right now they're leading the wild card. So I see the Yankees making it, but I see them making it as a wild card team. As a wild card, okay. I don't think they're going to overtake the Rays. Um, I think if anybody's going to overtake the Rays, it's going to be the Red Sox. So I see the I mean, Red Sox. They've been it. losing to us, man. They've been losing. Yeah. They've been on a losing streak right now. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I, I feel like – I mean, I, I would take a wild card spot, man, because that's – I mean, that's you know, it's a one-game series, right, the wild card series game? Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean we're the Bronx Bombers, man. I, I mean, I have faith in my team, man. But, uh, yeah, let's go to the uh, – I, I was about to say the NFC. <laughs> let's go to the uh, – to the NLE. Okay, so we got the Braves. Really? So I see the Braves, and I've said this from from game one. I see the Braves taking the NL East. Yeah, I see that. Uh, they're three yeah. games ahead right now of the Phillies, and this has been an interesting, like a really interesting season for the NL East. I mean, all the top three teams right now have all held the first place spot multiple times this year. Um, the brew, I don't see anybody unseating the Brewers in the Central. Um, I mean, the Cubs yeah. The Cubs have just, you know, they sold. I mean, they got rid of Rizzo. They got rid of Bryant. They got rid of a lot of pieces. They got rid of Peterson. Bias. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the I, I see the Brewers running away with the Central, and I – the – the West is what's interesting to me because right now, with the standings, three of the five teams are in the playoffs because you have the Giants winning the division right now, and then you have the Dodgers and the Padres as the wild card teams. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I don't. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't see any, no one overtaking the the Brewers um, in Milwaukee. Um, If LA can, let me see. I mean, it's going to be a three-way, three-way race between the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres. Because Padres, I mean, they're on a losing streak right now. But well, it's because they lost to Tease for that little bit. Oh of time. yeah, for that fast stretch. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I definitely see. Uh, and, and here's the, here's the crazy thing, you know. The Padres are second in the wild card. They're third in their division. They're 12 games back of the Giants in the division. I mean, that's how good they are. That's how good this division is, really. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I, I definitely see um, L.A. Dodgers. Uh, I mean, they're four games back from first – or three and a half games mm-hmm. from uh, first in the division. So, I feel like – they if they can like pull it out, I feel like they can be on top of that division. Yeah, but it's gonna be like a two. It's gonna be a two way 
or three or even three away with San Diego. Um, yeah, I think all three of those teams make it. Um, I think yeah, I, the, I think the uh, Lake, the Dodgers and the Padres are going to be the wild card teams. I don't see anybody. I mean, the Reds could overtake the Padres, but that's going to be a long shot. I definitely agree. But, yeah, I don't see, um, like, Philadelphia taking over Braves. I feel like Braves are going to keep on winning and winning. Um, uh, yeah, because Miami's trash. Washington's trash. Yeah, I mean, we Mets just, are trash. The Braves just swept Miami. So and they're all they got a six game winning streak right now. I mean, if Freddie Freeman continues to play how he's playing, and I mean, just everybody. I mean, we just got Darno back, and he's he's been playing, you know, like he never quit, like he never got injured. Um, and I mean, we've got so many players that can come off the bench. I, I see Atlanta winning this division. I don't see them losing the top spot from here. You know, they're in the top spot three games ahead. I don't see them losing it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at much other for the Yankees. We have um, the Twins coming up, a four-game series with the Twins. We should win that, we should win that series. And guess who we play for a two-game series? You got the Braves. Guess who, guess who we play for a two-game series? You got the Braves. <laughs> it's in Atlanta, though, so that's kind of a – that's kind of a toss-up being in Atlanta. And then we have the, the athletics, uh, the athletics um, after that. So it's going to be interesting um, because those are some key some key series. So we got – I think it would um, I think it would have benefited Atlanta to be in New York, though, because Atlanta it has a worse home record than they do a away record. Mm. So, I mean, I think – they love being on the road for some reason this year. Yeah, we got um, the Twins, and then we got the uh, then we got the the Braves, and we got the Athletics, and we got the Angels, and the Orioles, Blue Jays, Mets, Orioles again, Indians, Rangers, Sox again, Blue Jays, and then we finish out the season in October with the Rays. So we got some tough some tough series, man, coming up, like some tough some key matchups for sure. Yeah. Um, we gotta win. I mean, we don't have to win out, but I feel like we gotta win a couple of those series to, like, you know, get over the the Rays. Oh yeah, because they're what we're five five games back from the Rays, and we got yeah already count four wins. I'm gonna count a sweep against the Twins. Uh. Uh, yeah, sweep against the Twins. I already see. I'm sorry to say, it. sweep against the the Braves, man. Because we'll I was, because I would say, because I mean, I mean, we got Freeman though, but that that gap with Acuna, man. Well, and that's that's the thing. When when Acuna went down, that's one reason that we got Peterson. And not only did we get Peterson, we got Adam Duvall, and we got Solaire. So, I mean, those three guys, the last 10 games, and Riley has been on a hot streak, our third baseman. I mean, he's been on a hot streak. He's got 26 home runs this season. So, 
and Dansby Swanson has been he's been lots out. I mean, he's already broken the home run record for a shortstop in a Braves uniform. So, I mean, you've got the offense just tearing it up. But it's finding the right lineups. I think New York is at a disadvantage because it's in Atlanta, not because Atlanta's playing good at home, but because you lose the DH when you go to Atlanta. So I think I think that benefits Atlanta. That's definitely yeah. Think about that. They lose the DH because they're in the NL. They're playing an NL like an NL team. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um. Yeah. So I guess we can say this for another podcast. But I was gonna uh, leave you off with this one question: Like, who do you see? Who's your World Series matchup? Mm. So, I mean, we can say that for another episode. You can think of your answer, or you can answer tonight, or. You think about it. I see the Giants with Chris Bryant. As much as I hate to say it, as much as I hate to put in another NL team over the Braves, but uh, I'm just being realistic. I think the Giants for the NL. I think the whole Trevor Bauer situation with Los Angeles. Oh yeah. I, I think that's just kind of put them behind the eight ball, and they're not the team they were last year. And then for the AL, I think it's going to be Giants-White Sox. The White Sox have turned it around this year, and, I mean, all the players that they have on their team, I think it's going to be Giants-White Sox. And call me crazy, but Giants-White Sox. I think it'll be I think the Giants. I mean, I, I would say LA, but they had a good point with that 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 Trevor Bauer situation. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, right in the middle of the season. Um, I think it'll be Giants and Yankees, man. <laughs> but I'm trying not to be biased here <laughs> because I'm a Yankee fan, but. We gotta get past that wild card. If we make it to the wild card, we have to get past the wild card game. And I yeah. feel like the like the Yankees are dangerous when it's this what how many so her her regular playoff is is four is best out of seven, right? Excuse me. Well, when you get to the wild card game, it's it's one game. It was one game, but like like regular think- playoff format is that. I think it's five seven seven. Five so I think seven, the, seven. I think the first round is five games, and then the last two rounds are seven games, unless they've changed seven. it. Gosh, you, gosh. I mean, I feel like the the MLB. This can be another topic for another podcast, but I feel like the MLB should copy the NBA with the whole playoff scheme. Like, have the have the top teams play, and then have like, uh, never mind, never mind. That's it's too difficult. That's too difficult. Have like a playing <laughs> tournament. <laughs> But like, never mind. That's a bad idea. That's just too confusing. Because NBA, they, they had a, a tournament. You, you can't really do a tournament in, in the MLB, a playing tournament, or maybe you could. 
Well, and and last year, last year, because of COVID and everything, sixteen teams made the playoffs. But this year, um, they bumped it back down to the regular ten teams. So mm-hmm. you're going to have the three division winners, and then you're going to have two wild card teams. So, yeah, it is. It is five seven seven. Got you, got you, got you. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. And that's, I mean, that's what makes the MLB exciting. I mean, you've got the NBA, which is seven across the board. Um, But another thing to look at is the AL won the All-Star game. So the AL has the advantage, home field advantage in the World Series. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's something else to look at. Very, very, very good point, Justin, man. See, that's why you're my co-host, man, because you're making <laughs> good points, man. Um, but actually, I, I, uh, for, um, but that will conclude um, tonight's episode, a long, really, episode, packed episode. We're both excited for the seasons, NBA and NBA, NFL. Um, but again, um, um, we're going to share this podcast um, around and um, I'm Jordan, Jean-Louis, and Justin, Justin Mason. Yep. Um, and uh, thank you for tuning in, man. And uh, we'll see. I'll, I think we're doing a podcast Friday, too. Um, or we need to do one Monday. Yeah. Yeah, Monday. Uh, all right, man. Sounds good. Sounds good, boss. All right. Well, actually, I did find another guest um, for Monday's show. Uh, he runs his own uh, sports. Um, like he has his wire, it's called wire, wire to wire um, podcast show. So he wants to hop on for a show, and um, so we'll have three people on. Well, me, you as a co-host, and then him as a guest. Okay. So it might gonna be another packed episode. So, all right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to the JJ Sports Talk Show, and um, have a good night, y'all. See ya.